What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again in the host spotlight, Mark Francis. What is up? How Am are you I doing, allowed my to say friend? what it is up? I'm you, great. You absolutely can. This is awesome. Good to see you, buddy. You're love back. It, love it. Uh, he's back with us again. He just can't stay away. He This is his favorite part of his week, he told me. Senior pastor, Mark Carey. And uh, I think my sermon next week is online. <laughs> I mean, last week you talked about love being without hypocrisy. Yeah, right. And and I like you know, to model. <laughs> I like to model the wrong thing right at the beginning. You know, really give it a face and a name. Well, you're succeeding. And so, so then we can grow throughout the podcast. Just, again, one of those common phrases that Mark throws out there. If you want to see what Christians are capable of, just yeah, there you go. So just listen to sermon spotlight. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they say. Uh, boys, we're back. Let's jump into a Sunday in review. Romans 12, 9 through 10, specifically Mark Francis. I'll come your way first and we'll get rolling. Yeah, I love it. I mean, we were on only half of a verse mm. this week. Mm. And I know a couple weeks ago, Mark, we, we talk in our planning and our prepping and you say you really wanted to slow down. And it was about the love of God and, and how we're called to love others, right? And I'm like, I can say that in one sentence and get the understanding. So how are we going to do multiple sermons on this? is impressive and i love this past week because just coming off of the the prior week of the hypocrisy concept of not uh, not allowing hypocrisy to fall into our line of thinking we should just love and love unconditionally you know agape love like god has loved us but then the next passage of abhor what is evil cling to what is good Mm -hmm. and and i found myself very convicted um in a way of man am i hating what is evil and and you go along the lines of are we as a church truly hating what is evil so i think my, myself personally and and i'm not i'm not being a voice like i could be mm-hmm. for things that are against what god has um said is you know going against god's yeah. line of thinking and and so that if i'm not doing it then how are we as a church doing you know, and I don't ever really like the line of saying the church has failed <laughs> because it's all part of God's sovereign plan. But man, what are we doing that yeah. is not just giving a blind eye? Because I think we can we can easily say, you know, we can we can hate murder, we can hate you know stealing. But when it comes to maybe just kind of little things here and there, petty things, am I hating that sin? Mm-hmm. And and then also for me, it's man, am I? Am I just being silent? And to me, that's the convicting part of it. Uh, of my being silent to um, the world's way of thinking. Yeah, and, and the 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 title or the first characteristic, the ver- you know, verse nine begins with really two words, basically, kind of almost a title: unhypocritical love. Mm. In the original, and then two participles that follow: abhorring what is evil, clinging to what is good. Mm. So it's like it's. He's explaining, I think, what unhypocritical love consists of, and uh, and so the the phrase was uh, a spiritual sensitivity. Unhypocritical love has a spiritual sensitivity, yeah. and so it you're speaking to that that, that how uh, crusted over might my heart be, or what how much do I swim? You know, it's the illustration of the little frog in the kettle thing. Sure, we're swimming in the waters of this world. And, uh, and it's, I mean, this is since the beginning of time. I, I mean, I was thinking of, of in the Old Testament, you know, polygamy was, uh, was a practice. I mean, Abraham did it, David did it, everybody seemed like 
the, the, the process of polygamy. Now, we would kind of think of that if you, if we met somebody and they were polygamous, we would think how awful. Right. Pretty common back in those days. Right. And, um, you know, you think of the cultural milieu of the, you know, that, that, that we swim in that, and that all of a sudden it becomes acceptable. Um, we're prone to that. We, we can lose just, our spiritual sensitivity edge. Yeah, it's not just our American culture in no. today's world. It's over time, over all the whole world. I mean, we yeah. have this tendency of just kind of turning a blind eye to... We, we, when our, you talk with our, our global missions pastors, yeah. in different regions of the world, it's almost like there are some culturally accepted sins. Mm -hmm. and in one area, uh, uh, deception, uh, lying seems to be the norm. So, so you... Yeah do it uh, without, you know, and don't think anything of it. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think we have to, um, do that spiritual inventory. And again, that is the walk of the spirit. That's where we ended the end. The sermon ended because I don't, I don't know if I, I don't think I said this in every of the sermons of the services. One of them, I believe I said, there is so much evil to abhor. I'd be spending my entire day abhorring evil, right. you know, because there's right. so many things and you can be just weighed down. So it's not like we're to walk around this world just with this sense of abhorrence of evil and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a great conclusion. Yeah. I mean, I love how it ends up because you can get bogged down or you can get a sense of, and we can touch on this a little bit, the, the judgmentalism That's that right. can fall into play. But I love the, the thought of, I'm just going to wake up and do what I'm called to do in the moment of, interacting with the people God has placed me in front of, and how can I lovingly, authentically call into God's way of yep. thinking if if that so happens, yep. and, and, and not turn a blind eye to something that I might yep. see or say or do around my world in that day. Yeah. And, and why, that's why Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and righteousness, all these things will be added. Our, our primary love, first love, is him. Mm -hmm. So we grow in the grace and knowledge of him. We, we, we keep ourselves centered on him, and that his sensitivity will then shape our sensitivity in life. And uh, so, no, I don't. I did not want to communicate and have people walk away discouraged and beating themselves up that they weren't as abhorring evil and clinging to as good as they should. Uh, but to walk away saying, "Okay, I I want to grow closer to the Lord and let His." power of the spirit yeah yeah and when, it always comes back down to that. that that'll lead to the power to discern what is evil yeah. and good because you can read something like this you're like all right sweet i got it i'm gonna go out and then it's up to me to figure out what's evil and what's good yeah and then we're deciding and dictating where where we're called to love yeah. and accept and reject and then you get into the and then the way today's culture is a lot of this stuff is evil versus good somebody's attributing their identity to it and so it's dividing people based on how you're going to handle a certain political opinion or belief or, or you know and your own personality bent you know and so and, mm -hmm. and, and there's true. there's a tendency to we you mentioned this in just a one-off passing comment that i'd love to dig in deeper but that judgmental concept of how i definitely fall trapped to that mm -hmm. and and the the idea that yeah you're not either abhorring evil like you're supposed to and i'm gonna judge you for that or maybe you're not loving somebody like you should either there's the yeah. either ditch that you can look into but the judging component like yeah. how do you can you speak more into that well because, i mean it's typical in the world because that's what the world does um 
it shouldn't be uh, in the believing community, but we, we, again, we fall can fall prey to that. But in the certainly in the world's way of, of of thinking, if you don't view racism as an example, to the degree that I view racism, then you are complicit. You then you are a white supremacist. Part of the problem. You're part of the problem. You so if you're not part of the woke community, mm -hmm. I'll cancel you out. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's an example how it play plays out, and we can do that in the Christian community. Um, we see it in the unsaved community and maybe despise it, uh, but we can we can fall prey to that. The other concern is that we can then we're getting our our um, we're getting our um, kind of moral compass shaped by the world. Yeah, come on, let's get into the word. And there mm -hmm. there is a moral hierarchy, and I brought out the, one of the things I brought out. As evil as slavery is, 10 to 15 human beings enslaved in the history of this country, 62 million unborn babies have been butchered. See, that's important because there's so many other topics. I mean, you, you, you hit on slavery, and then you can hit on abortion, then you can hit on uh, LGBTQ, and you go down the list. It's, it's not just one singular topic yeah. that you know, is right. going to be you know, gonna be up in arms. There's so many different things. That, there <laughs> yeah. are sins that we can get bogged well, down in. <laughs> And that's why, that and that's why I wanted. To, I, I read from the Proverbs. Here are seven things God hates. Yeah. And uh, you know, racism and abortion and uh, homosexuality wasn't part of it. It was pride. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the uh, eyes that uh, are lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked things, feet that run to do evil, a false witness, and someone who spreads strife among mm. the brethren. Mm. So, I mean, I, I find it somewhat ironic that believers are railing against fellow believers on Facebook and social media mm. because they're not, they're, they're, they're doing the same thing that the unsaved world is doing. If you don't, if you don't have this uh, angst and anger and hatred towards the world like I do, then you are complicit to it, that you are less than... Uh, uh, as one as one Christian put it on the Facebook, you're a spawn of Satan. What? Yeah. Come on. And and you know and what's at the heart of that mm -hmm. is you thinking that you well, are better than somebody else, or you know more than somebody else, or you have a, a more spiritual way of thinking than That's somebody right. else. Or it could be division over unity. All about. Oh, all the time. What, and what, what happens? All about you. It's a. It's a. Pride issue. That's is exactly right. You get down thought with, of that Proverbs passage, which is the first sin. Yep. And so it comes all comes down to that. It, there's an insecurity. Um, so I'm going to tear you down as a believer because it, it's a it's a good target. You don't believe it that, as passionately as I do, and I'm passionate believing it. Therefore, therefore I'm, I'm more spiritual than you. Mm -hmm. When in reality, I know I'm not, but I, I I don't know my identity in Christ. Therefore, I've got to tear you down. Yeah. Um, it, 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 and it's no wonder, again, that the, the, the section, the paragraph before this one in 3 through 8 was talking about the unity of the body right. and maintaining that in the bond of peace. Uh, so the, uh, and you, James, you, would th you would think the scriptures are wholly inspired, uh, like God had a plan in this thing. It's so cool because <laughs> James 4, I'm pulling that up right now, James 4, 10. Humble mm. yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. The very next passage says, do not speak against one another, brethren. He who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There's this, there's this idea that just be humble. And if you're judging other people, like 
like there's that I, what Jesus quoted: take a speck, take the log out of your own eye before you yeah. look at the speck of somebody else. That's and right. It's that pride that just seeps in that causes disunity, that causes division, yeah. and causes that judgmental concept that our, is not loving. Our counseling ministry uh, loves to go to that James four passage, and the first two verses is you know what is the source of quarrels and conflicts mm-hmm. among you? Is not the source your pleasures? You know, your inner desires, your your lusts that wage war in your members. Where do we hear that? that you know, that's Paul. That's Romans 6. The, the members of my body, a wretched man that I am. You lust and do not have. So what do you do? You commit murder. You're envious and cannot obtain. So you, you fight and quarrel. You don't have because you ask. You don't ask. And you ask uh, and you do with the wrong motives to spend it on, spend it on your own pleasures. So it comes down to... You know what's best for me. It's it's always a self focus, um, and and you said it earlier, Mark. But the pride it, it can be whittled down to, and that's what we should should disgust us the most yeah. is my own attempt at fleshly self pride. That just it's a source of the quarrels, the, the all the, the mess in my own heart. In my own heart. <laughs> That impacts my family negatively, yeah. my coworkers, and ultimately, it makes me a laughingstock of the world. Well, you made a great turn and shift in the sermon. Also, there is you know, that, that section of talking about what we're talking about here of abhorring what is evil, and I just wanted to pause. I mean, I, this is to me. I, if, if I was home at, online, I would just pause and like either had a time of reflection or prayer or just confession mm-hmm. or repentance. A song that's in my head because I'm, or, or I like music. But or, Lord, I need you was the song that was coming yeah. to mind of just. Just I come and or we could have that. passed out, you know, um, to everybody those catanines, and we could yes. have started doing it's this, you know, self flagellating. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the turn, right? Then there's the very next yeah, cling, line. Cling to what that is, is good. Cling to what is good. Yeah. The more I studied that, the more I just appreciated the inspiration of the scripture of how those two concepts were linked and why they were linked that way. The wisdom of God, because if we're, again, abhorring evil apart from doing the next one, clinging to what is good, I mentioned that you, you, that's where you become angry and embittered and you become sarcastic and uh, yeah, the ugly Christian because you're just abhorring and you're spewing the abhorrence all over everybody. Not Wait, clinging to anything. You're not clinging to anything that is good, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they have to be balanced. And I think the clean what is good is is the Lord himself and, and his grace and his love and his mercy that says, look, if, if you want to abhor anything, abhor my own sinfulness, yeah. my own pride, mm-hmm. my own self-centeredness. And I think, uh, as David said in Psalm 51, is repentant, you know, against thee and thee only have I sinned. Well, wait a minute, you got a guy left dead, uh, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah the Hittite. You've broken all these commandments. Yes, and all those things were true. He left a, a whole mess in the wake of that sin. But he was able to say it. he saw his own sinfulness and how it was an affront to a holy God. So the ultimate solution was, again, seeing ourselves in light of him and our relationship to him first and foremost. And if that's not in line, we'll abhor sin and everybody else's predominantly, and um, we'll never be clinging to what is good, which is his forgiveness and his grace well, and his mercy. And we won't treat people that way then. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that yeah. idea of clinging to what is good is is so important because what it, what I often see, especially in, in my age group, my demographic is is these online statements or these campaigns. I will not rest. I will not be at peace until this injustice is solved. Mm. 
Really? Yeah. Good luck to you then, buddy, because there's a, there's a theology of rest and a peace we can That's find right. in now God. Now you're disobedient to God. Yeah. Because right. Right. we're to be in perfect peace. And and they don't. it doesn't come across as disobedient because you're... But it's a noble cause. That's right. But, but it's for the betterment of, of humanity or for this, that, and the other. And so it's, it's forgetting that cling to what is good and understanding that, okay, if you're going to detest evil... The first evil you're going to come up against is in your own heart, not on your Facebook page. That's right. But we, we jump over it. We jump over our evil. It's a safe thing to do. True. I, mm, don't yeah. tell me about my yeah. sin because oh, yeah. I'm wounded enough, you know, is the mentality. And, and I'm, I'm putting out that front and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling you down because I need to feel better about myself mm -hmm. because I'm already wounded. So mm -hmm. if you start pointing on my sin, you, you pull open my wretched heart. Or do you and think you're changing the world by exposing other people's sin and calling them out? And like that's not that's yeah. not what a deception. Well, you're playing what the a Holy deception. Spirit. Yeah. You can play the Holy Spirit. I mean, just get you start to see why screw tape letters was written the way it was, yeah. and how Satan uses the church and can really because you, you, we get distracted. Yeah, we're, we're, we're focused on how everyone else is falling short around us instead of realizing like I'm. You know, thank you, Lord, for giving me this opportunity. Yeah. To grow. So again, the the vertical. Mm -hmm has to inform the horizontal in terms of the relationship. Um, and until that, we're Holy Spirit-led and, and um, empowered and aligning our thinking properly, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, it's going to be so easy in our flesh to slip into the other. Um, the um, um, Having said that, it doesn't mean it's easy. So uh, I think some people have asked us, well, well, quite frankly, I don't love certain people in this world, right. the, the, the propagators of evil and, and sin, whether it's at the political level, at the, at the social economic level, you know, just what, watching the news and seeing all the hate in the world and be like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and we can be so yeah, negative against that. And, yeah, and, and, and hate that and not support it. Yeah. So how do I, as a as a follower of Jesus, then get to a point where I can actually love the unlovely, but but and the people that I am going to define as unlovely, because I don't love them. So that I think is is, is one of the the thoughts and the questions. I um I was thinking of of what Jesus said in um, Luke six, um where he um, was talking about, um, it, it's on the, the Sermon on the Plain, the Sermon uh, in, in Romans, or Romans, in Luke 6. Um, but it, jumping down to, say, verse 27, um, um, these are difficult words, but he said, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. And whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Treat others the same that you'd want them to treat you. Kind of the golden rule there. And if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what good, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same. But love your enemies, verse 35, and do good 
and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Goes on, do not judge, and so on and so forth. Now, so the person says, I don't love those people. How can I do it? Well, we go back to the Spirit. But there, there's the words of Jesus right there. Are you actually asking me to love people that are destroying our country, yeah. that are destroying, you know, th that are fighting against the church, that would actually not think twice about putting me in jail for being a, a follower of Jesus? You, well, I think that's what we just read. Yeah. I think that's what it says. Yeah. And so then we come back to, well, I can't do that. Of course, not I, but Christ. So we again, we have to disciple people into this idea of Romans 6, 7, and 8, our identity, mm -hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, that the verse, chapter 8, verse 4, that the requirement of the law right here is met in us who walk by the Spirit, not according to the flesh. So again, we got to keep going back to those things, which by the way, I think is, that's where the, so oftentimes the church of Jesus Christ today misses it. We'll speak a lot to the this is what you ought to do, but we never tell them about how that can happen in your yeah. life. So yeah. we'll we'll do a lot of love. You gotta love. You gotta just you know right. do what Jesus just told us to do. And uh, so accidentally leads into workspace assumptions. Illegalism then, and yeah. and then we give up, and and we collapse in a heap. It's racetrack Christianity. We're just going around and all getting nowhere. And then we'll say this thing called the Christian life well, does it, not work. Here's the yeah. thing in verse thirty six of what you just read: expect nothing in return, and your reward will be great. It doesn't say you're going to experience that reward right away. It doesn't mean you're going to feel the benefit of what you're demonstrating right. to somebody else. That's right. And if you're expecting something in return, you've already destroyed the clause of that whole verse. Right. And if you do that expecting it, it's on. It's hypocritical love, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's tainted now yeah. because it's that right. law of linearity that Larry Crabb talks about. If I do A and B, then I go to get C. Well, so, God, I did this and this and this. Well, how come you haven't given me my reward? So is it because we've, we, we can trick other people with our behavior our whole lives that we also think we can trick God? Like, I feel like, we, I feel like that's, the <laughs> way we, that's the way we live. We assume, oh, you know, put everyone on the else show. Put, put on the mask, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to buy a... Huh. The mustache glasses mask and wear it on the podcast. But Where'd you I, get I that? I mean, I a little well, side it was his note. friend. It wasn't you. It was. It was your friend. Yeah, right? yeah, Fritz Furlbrow. <laughs> yeah, where did I get that? What do you mean? <laughs> I tell you, good ones are hard to come by. You can buy cheap ones like for five, six bucks. Yeah. And and this cost me a little bit of. Did it? Uh, did it? Yes, it did. I should card? I should be <laughs> yeah. I, I should be reimbursed back from the church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You should have but, gotten that for everybody. You know, props for the entire conversation. Well, I should, but you're every, wearing masks out there. <laughs> yeah. Luke six, though, that's a great, well, that, great response. But it also to that. still reminds me of the passage we talked about last week. But what mm -hmm. Jesus said, of essentially, here's the new command I give to you: that you love one another, even as I have loved you. <laughs> and so there's mm -hmm. that call, and it just all goes back to: we're not being called to do things that. That Christ hasn't modeled for us, you know, that He hasn't mm -hmm. laid out. We're we're there to imitate Christ, and as hard as impossible is a bar that we can't even attain. It's through the Spirit, but He has done that first. You know, and, and He has shown us mercy, He's shown us grace, He has forgiven us, He has loved us, and all those things we're called to do for other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thought that it related to all that that came in in my mind was the, and we'll get to it in a, in a couple of weeks, but in chapter twelve again. Uh, uh, verse 19, it does say, never take your own revenge, beloved, 
but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I'll repay. If we don't have, again, a good view of the sovereignty of God, then we're going to be upset with people. We're going to get mad at the world, and we're going to we're going to fight and 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 we're going to do ugly things in the world against people who deserve it, quite frankly, because they're dastardly evil people. Hmm. Look, we got to back away from that. Um, if you have not seen the um, the film that came out a couple years ago. Uh, um, Tortured for His Faith. It's the story of Richard Wormbrand, who was the um, founder of Voice of the Martyrs. But Richard Wormbrand was a pastor in uh, in Romania um, in the six, you know, forties, fifties, sixties. But he was in prison for fourteen years. I think it was for his faith. Hmm. It's very compelling. I remember. I think I was in high school when I read that book, Tortured for His for His Faith. Tortured. Tortured for Christ, I think it was called. Richard Wormbrand. I mean, it was riveting. It was compelling. The movie brings it out, but it's disturbing. But in one part of the scene, Wormbrand told one of his um, tormentors, um, he said, I will make a bargain with you. I'm paraphrasing here, but I'll make a bargain with you. You keep beating me. And I'll keep loving you in Jesus, okay? So go ahead. You keep beating me. I'll keep loving you. And we'll just have an agreement that that's what we're going to do. Um, we're called to love. Mm. And um, if we come away and say, we can't do that, and we need to be defiant, and we need to revolt, or we need to somehow uh, take up arms, mm. um, mm -hmm. you know, this touches on some toes in the evangelical Christian world. You yeah. know, we're... we're uh, Collecting our guns and our weapons, and by George, you know, like Charlton Heston said, you know, you're going to take this out of my cold dead hand, so to speak. Um, we're going to get in that more in Romans chapter 13. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I got a lot to do yet. <laughs> but, um, but again, the the idea is, where is God? Where where do we see Him? And 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 our relationship with Him. Now, there's so much. There's so much. There are just so many issues here. You can write books, you know, and there are books being written about this. Because, yes, in a free society like we have, we are to exercise our right to vote. Let's vote the bums out of all of us if we can, you know, some of these people. I mean, sure. Let's exercise our right. Let's not sit back and say, well, you know, praise Jesus. He's sovereign, and, and you know, I'm not going to do anything about it. No, there, there, there is a place for activism. Yeah. Yeah. There is a place for, for that in this society. But it's a slippery slope if we think that that is going to actually, that's where our hope lies. Um, our hope lies in Jesus and our transformed life that is being reflected in the world. Not our, our, our vociferous anger towards this fallen world. The other thing that amazes me is, why are we surprised? It's it's actually something else I'm going to bring out in that yeah. Romans 13 thing on the government. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Satan, Satan took Jesus up on the pinnacle in his temptation, said, "All these nations I can give you, yeah. if you bow down to me." That was a legitimate offer because this world lies in the grip of the evil one. Let's not be surprised that America is going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Uh, mm. No, that doesn't mean that we sit back and do nothing while we have the opportunity. Yes, let's engage in some of these things, but let's guard our motives. And Paul, the apostle, is saying, 
let love be without hypocrisy. We are to, whatever we do, we are to do out of love for our fellow man, for this world, for the body of Christ, and ultimately for the Lord, mm -hmm. and not in anger and strife. And yeah. otherwise, we become no better than the people that we're angry about and with. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. A lot of stuff there. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> fitting Romans twelve into a thirty-minute podcast. Difficult, but yeah. Mark, what should we point people towards before we get out of here? Well, ministries are getting ramped back up, which I love. Yeah. But let me just announce what we announced this past weekend in the worship service that for anybody watching at home and didn't hear, didn't see, or didn't see the email, we are essentially getting back to normal with our corporate gatherings. Mm -hmm. um, the, the ushering of having people seat you will no longer be taking place. The, the waiting in your seat to get ushered out will no longer be taking place. The social distancing we still encourage you to wear masks if you feel comfortable. We want everyone to participate and to gather and corporately worship together. But, you know, the idea is that we want as many people to fill this place over the weekends to worship together and feel comfortable and safe and do that. And the guidelines have been lifted, essentially, mm -hmm. to a certain point. So we're following those rules, and it's time to get back to church, people. Yep. Amen. And, and so, yeah. and, and I would say, from a pastoral perspective, is is examine your heart if mm -hmm. if if there still is a concern for your own safety's sake, that's understandable. Um, go before the Lord and tell him that, and 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 listen to the voice of the Lord in terms of of what you should be doing. Um, if you're doing it because you've just gotten used to staying home, uh, folks, it's time to to jettison that thinking uh, and not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Yeah. So again, yeah. what? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Or if there's a judgmental. Um, that's right. Heart involved. Yeah. Know, let's come and worship together. Yeah. And, and Although I will say, you know? I will say, there's a lot of people that look oh, really fine and much better with a mask on. But I won't say who. <laughs> but you know, do us a favor and keep masking up, folks. <laughs> That's just one component of things going on here, Caleb. I mean, yeah, there's plenty more. Go to the website for all the different details. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some summer activities. There's going to be a, a a unique Fourth of July event and service that we're having. Um, July 3rd, so look out for those details. Um, there's going to be a movie night. There's Kids Week, you know, Vacation Bible School in June. I mean, we're talking ministry upon ministry. Seniors are regathering again. I can go down the list. Mm -hmm. And women are doing an, uh, a study that starts this week for the whole summer, a study in Psalms. Flourish. Mm -hmm. Flourish. So, I mean, I go to our website. Everything is yeah. there, so I can stop talking, but there you go. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Thank you, guys. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us each and every week uploading Tuesday evening Sermon Spotlight fbcva.life forward slash sermon spotlight you can find us and we have podcasts all over the place there's the missions podcast fellowship family podcast the fact of the matter everybody is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour but rather transform a lifetime until next week much love and god bless